We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. But it is nothing without you. And you are well aware of that, I would hope by now. And we are celebrating whoever can make it. I know a lot of you are bummed you can't. Um, This was, again, just supposed to be a day where me and Tim Shea went to the Brewer game. It has turned into a giant tailgate. So I want to say some things about that. If you're not going, uh, you can skip two minutes or whatever. Got Ryan Horvath coming up later in the show. We'll talk some Packers. He'll respond to a voicemail that we played earlier in the week from Tyler. And uh, we'll talk college football as well. And then I got some voicemails to play. A lot of voicemails coming in this week on the various shows. And want to make sure that we get them out there. Um, Okay, Tailgate is coming together. 1840 Brewing Company. They're down in Bayview. They are supplying uh, five cases of beer. So we figure five cases of beer. I don't know, 60-some people. Not everyone's going to drink one. You you should be able to try one of their beers. So they're going to bring a bunch of beer and some tents and other stuff that you need for a good tailgate. So... Make sure that you do try that, and you know it's a great brewing company. Uh, they're they're I'm so happy that Marty and everybody is are on board, and this is going to be a, a great fun time. So check them out. Had a couple of the beers throughout the week. Very very good. Uh, I I do drink beer. I went in there. And Marty says I know you're not a beer guy. I'm a beer guy. I can only handle about one or two before tum tum hurdy. Okay, so that, that's why I switched to the rum. I think the acidicness of the soda helps and the, 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 the pilsners, the wheat, the barley, the hops in the beer kind of slows down the old tum-tum. But uh, they're very good, and they're going to have some beers. I've got like, I don't know, I've got some beer I'm bringing. I don't expect to be able to... We've got some beer, but if you want to bring, like, bring your, like, maybe bring, maybe bring some. Maybe if you if you bring your own beer, like a six pack or whatever. If you don't bring beer, you'll be able to have a beer. But if you're if if you want to have several beers, you may have to bring some of your own beer. Um, I believe Jerry's bringing chips. Um, what am I bringing? Oh, I've got I'll have the condiments. I think I'm gonna have. I'll take care of the buns. And uh, Matt in the Falls is really, he's come together. Matt in the Falls is, I, I like, he sent me a green screen. And I'm like, man, this guy is the best. And and um, 
now he's like, basically he's planning this tailgate. And so we all owe him a tremendous amount of gratitude. And uh, he's going to come through with some meat. And we should have enough for everybody. I, I'm, I, it's, we sold out the 50 tickets. So I think we're at like 60 people. But then I think there's people that are coming that haven't told me. So I just want this to, you know, not suck. I was going to buy some like koozies or something fun, but uh, I didn't, I couldn't rush the order. I I mean, I've been thinking about this for five months. Why didn't I get, you know, whatever. Then I was going to buy a flag and I didn't. My wife's like, you're going to buy a flag with your name on it? Like at a political rally? I go, no, no, it's the name of the show. But so no flag. We'll just be in the Euchre lot. You'll be able to find us. We should have one of the 1840 Brewing tents up. So look for that if you need to look for anything. As they're they're the they're the official sponsor of this tailgate. So thank you for them. And I was okay, so I was gonna buy like a hundred dollars worth of koozies. And then I thought, I'm gonna take that hundred dollars, I'm gonna spend it on buns instead. And like meat and other stuff. So we'll do that. And yeah, just come on by. I've got a little grid, so I've got two spaces uh where I'm gonna well, that's where my car will be, but then I've got four spaces. Now I'm wondering if that's enough. I think, I don't know if that's enough room, but we'll get there early. You know, you can hang out, like you can spread out a little bit. So it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited for everybody to meet everybody and looking forward to the tailgate. Most definitely. I want to play some voicemails. Um, Just kind of reflecting on everything that's happened throughout the week. Brewers. I'm recording this on Thursday. Two games not so great in L.A. is this guy kind of sucks. You know the the Cubs are feeling the momentum. They had their nice little dumb win against the White Sox the other day. But uh, yeah, look, the Brewers I think are a good team, but there's a lot of teams that are a lot better. The Braves are better. The Dodgers are better. There's a lot of teams that are better than the Brewers. That's why it's a bite to the apple year. Because in the playoffs, in the playoffs, this would probably be what would happen. You'd probably go to L.A. You'd probably lose a couple. But you gotta you gotta have the hitting come through. You know you gotta have the pitching come through. Obviously, I'm not breaking any news here. But this series in baseball, I don't I don't think it means the Brewers go to L.A. and lose. But right now, that's what's happening. And the playoffs, anything can happen. It's baseball. We all know that. So I'm not too discouraged. I'm just trying to see how this thing plays out in the time being. Um, Brewers are out west again. A lot of voicemails throughout the week. First one from the aforementioned Matt in the Falls on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART, 402-915-2278. Check out Carl of ET.com backslash BART. Um, I believe Carl will be at the tailgate if you have any golf simulator questions. All right. Um, so this voicemail is specifically to Evan who was having some concerns earlier in the week, Evan Heffelfinger, about what he should do with an engagement ring and if he should shop with his soon-to-be bride. So Matt with some excellent advice. Hey, Evan, it's me. Um, Listen, it sounds like you're about to really fuck up this engagement ring thing, so I'm just calling in to stop you. Um, One, do not buy the ring blind under any circumstances. Because you are going to fuck it up. You, this, this girl has been dreaming of her ring and this moment 
her entire life. And if you get her a square diamond when it's supposed to be, uh, you know, a circle or a pendant shape or whatever, you're going to destroy it for her. So just, just talk to her. Go with her. I did it. We did it. Worked out great. She loves her ring. Don't surprise her. Second, don't cheap out and don't be the guy that, you know, has his girl settle on some, like, fucking stupid-ass stone that isn't a diamond. Okay? That's fucking embarrassing. Any girl who's not wearing a diamond, you know that her boyfriend is a chump and a loser, her husband, or whatever she, there I am. If this girl is not wearing a diamond, that says, my man is a loser. And he's poor, and he sucks, and he got me this shitty little, like, $5 rhinestone. So, just get her a diamond ring and get her involved. End of discussion. Sound advice from a married man. Matt in the Falls. Uh, more advice when you uh, are looking for gummy needs, go to happyplacehemp.com. Yeah, happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. You can go in there in Muskego and you can shop together if you'd like. With your future bride, you can pick out any of the CBD gummies, the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s with the THC, the CBD, CBDNs. You know, if you want, if if you're more into the the sprays or the balm or the the tinctures, whatever you're looking for, you can shop together. Or this is something that is a nice surprise, too. This is something that Evan could go and pick up and surprise his lovely uh, pre-engage, his his pre-ance. Isn't that a word people say? Priance, that's what I was trying to think of the other day. She's not a fiance, she's a priance. You know, because everything's got to be a word. Happyplacehemp.com, the promo code is BART, 25% off each and every order at happyplacehemp.com. College Court, Muskego. We'll take a quick timeout, more voicemails, and then Horvat. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are back. Welcome back to the show. I think there was a break there. Sometimes I set up a break and then there's not a commercial. And there may have been, but if you listen to this in two months, there might not be. So I don't know. 
either way, we also talked about the Brewers Stadium financing. Uh, Spark Guy has been beating the drums that we should take every little bit of this seriously. Don't kick the can down the road. If the Brewers are even hinting at moving, we need to act now. Bart, Spark Guy here. One time no talk. Listen to the good episode with Evan Heffelfinger and Ty Dunn. A few things. First, I'm not going to belabor the point. The last five calls I've made have been pee afraid of this Brewers crap, and I feel like uh, people still aren't. Uh, we got to get our stuff together. And uh, I don't know. It feels like people are in denial. feels like me in 2015 as a former Republican, Republican at the time, saying Donald Trump wouldn't happen. So guys got to get on point, but I'm not going to belabor that one. Heffelfinger, great guy, great guest. I do think as he prepares for potentially getting engaged, um, he's got some stuff wrong, man. One, he might get engaged in a year. Why? Put it on a card. If there's ever a point to put something like that, even a major purchase on a credit card, you do this. Do it. If, he, if it's the right one, Evan, you got to do this. Like, what are the interest rates? 18, 20% on a credit card? A few thousand dollars because you wait a year. You're going to, if you, a year from now, if it doesn't work out because you waited on cash, you got to do it. Just do it if you want to do it. Two, getting friends and everybody else involved in the proposal, you won't be involved with them in 10 years. Just do it with her. Make it special. So that's my marriage and engagement advice. Really hope the best for Evan. Finally, LaFleur. Hearing LaFleur's comments, which you talked about how the offense looks like it's in flow now and they're running his system. I hate to be the bearer of bad news Packer fans, but they were hired at the same time, and LaFleur is basically the Packers' bad Nagy. And I can speak from Bears' experience. That 2018 season is still heartbreaking. Trubisky turned out to be a bust overall, but he has physical attributes. And watching that season and the following season where Nagy made him run the system, Rather than take advantage of his athleticism, I still think they could have made a Super Bowl run. Jared Goff ended up in that Super Bowl. Like, you have a guy who loves his system so much, we'll see how it plays out. I do think it is a time capsule to take care of right now because it doesn't get exciting when it gets bad. And I think all the concerns about LaFleur are now magnified, and I wouldn't have much confidence that Matt LaFleur is the strong type A type to take, take this team by charge. So, all right, dude, that's all. I'm also glad he brought up Matt LaFleur reports out of Packers practice on Thursday. Wednesday, they seemingly had a good practice. And then on Thursday, the Patriots came for blood. And there were about five plays in a row with fights. And you're seeing that. The Titans and Vikings had a fight. The Packers and Patriots had a fight. You know, I think we got to a point where we realized what preseason was. We're like, okay, fine. This is a watered-down product. That's fine. We don't, we're not going to see the starters or ones go against the ones. And everyone was fine with that. But then these teams started doing that in the preseason only in joint practices when only like 200 people can go see it. So they are doing real live football. It's just by the time the preseason game happens, it's, it's not that. It's a bunch of the other guys fighting, which is, is still good. You know, it's good to learn your team. It's good to have some of these guys maybe break through, but the real football is happening during the week that we don't get to see unless we go to Green Bay or visualize the tweets of Andy Herman. And that that stinks for a lot of us because I want to see this stuff. But, I mean, put it on TV. What, what are we, they're, they're, they're playing football. They're giving they're, – they're doing the product that we want to watch on Saturday night. Saturday night we're going to see Jordan Love for a series or two again. 
and we're not going to see the ones go against the ones. Bengals didn't play any of their ones. I don't know what, we'll, what New England will do, but they get all their work in here in a controlled environment, and then we pay to go see it or have our little parties, and then we don't get to see it. So that, I think, is weird and a flaw. Lafleur, uh, the Packers got kind of punched in the mouth again, that phrase that I hate. Uh, hashtag Carver High, hashtag people forget. The uh, the thing around Lafleur is that his teams do kind of get punched in the mouth, and they don't have a fighting attitude, and they do kind of wilt. And I know there was some discussion online about that yesterday, but if I I just I don't I don't want to read too much into a practice, but I think it is a concern that the Packers probably were feeling pretty good about the Patriots and and how they kind of played against them on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I think they were maybe maybe underestimated what, what they were up against. Now I'm just detailing this from descriptions and tweets. I, I don't I didn't see it. I don't know. That sucks, but that is a concern for LaFleur. It's a big year for LaFleur. Probably bigger for him than love, I would say. Uh that can be a mm mm-hmm, mm mm next week, perhaps. Uh you know what? I got another one from Matt in the Falls. Regarding the stadium. Hey, Bart. It's Matt in Waukesha County. Um, just calling to offer, you know, the counter on the Brewers. Um, I think it's great, you know, to have you guys in Milwaukee pay for everything um, just so I can enjoy it and not, not give any money back to the city because that's exactly right. I mean, I live in Waukesha County. I buy tickets online secondhand. I buy a parking pass. I drive to the game. Park, go to the game, and leave as soon as I can. When I go to a brew game, it's like, how little time and how little money can I possibly spend? It's like a game. And being in Waukesha County, I'm really good at that game, um, which is great. So uh, if you guys down in Milwaukee County could just keep paying for everything for us, I'd really appreciate it because, you know, it saves me a few bucks, you know, the five brew games I go to a year. So I'm, I'm loving it. So, yeah, I got no problem with it. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I wonder what Omaha steaks I still have in my in my freezer. I think I have some burgers. OmahaSteaks.com. You know, the, the key to this tailgate is we're just grilling as many as possible. You know, the OmahaSteaks.com, you want to savor a little bit. Uh, you want to you have a nice meal out of those. So we'll get you some good meat for the tailgate. But you want you want the Omaha steaks for like a like a date night, a dinner night at your house or uh, a cookout with your buddies. That's when you bring out the tenderloins. That's when you bring out the boneless chicken breast. You can get that all promo code Bart. Type it in the search bar. They have a package that's worth like three hundred bucks that you can get for about a hundred twenty nine. And it, they throw in more free burgers. They throw in more uh, like eight free burgers with the package. So get on that uh, as summer's winding down here. I saw a tweet that we are no longer getting a. 5 a.m. hour sunrise until April. Yeah. For those of you that get up in the morning and are the first to hear these shows, uh, I don't get up that early anymore. I I sleep in until my son comes in and kicks me in the face. Or my wife yells at me for snoring. I, I got a problem. I don't think I got the sleep apnea. I think I got the... The... Uh, Sleep capnia. Because <laughs> of Captain. Uh, Captain. 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 Uh, 
All right, uh, we had Chuck Freeman on the show. A lot of people liked to hear Chuck Freeman on. I'm glad. I was really excited about that. Um, I kind of disagree with Hot Take Jake's assessment about the end, but you never know. We'll see. Uh, there was was it was it was this a nice little thing between me and Chuck, or if we did a full week, would we start coming to blows? Uh, Hot Take Jake calling with a couple things, including that. Here's Jake. Good morning, Bart. It's your boy, Hot Take Jake. Let me talk to you. First things first, I got to start with a sports take. I heard on Wednesday's podcast that you said we're talking about uh, robot umpires, and I, I have to confess something to you, Bart. You're the problem. When you say things like, I believe there should be a human element in this, that is giving these idiots license to be terrible at their job. Like, you are pragmatic like me, my friend. I'm very surprised because it's like, okay, we have a solution here, and then let's just not use it. Why? Well, because it's just always been this way. Eh, that seems so just counterproductive to me, but I digress. I got to address the elephant in the room. Having Chuck Friedman on the show, and I'll be honest with you, it gives me a little bit of hope because when I heard and saw that Chuck was on, I was like, oh, God, here we go. And then I listened, and it's like, you know what? Yeah, he was terrible, but it's not like I hate the guy. So it actually gives me a little bit of hope for, like, the day when Aaron Rodgers comes back to Green Bay. Maybe I won't be violently screaming at him and, you know, calling him every name I can think of. Maybe maybe in my old age, I'm just getting a little bit softer. But I do have to address one more thing. You had said on the show that, like, you guys could get back together and now it would be smooth sailing. And, um, you know, if you, if you were to make it like a thing going forward, but I got news for you, Bart, you guys wouldn't have made it another 20 minutes. You could hear it starting to creep out into the conversation. And I'll be honest, it was awesome to hear it start to creep back into the conversation. Anyways, great job as always. See you at the tailgate. Bye-bye. I think, I think we'd be good. I've matured. I'm telling you, I know me. I've matured. Chuck once told me I'm still, he was like acting real weird one day. And, uh, he goes, I'm still the same old son of a bitch. I've always been. And I like reference that a lot. And I say that no one ever knows what I'm saying. Why would they? It was a conversation off air I had with Chuck. But if I ever say I'm still the same old son of a bitch, I've always been. That's me channeling Chuck. He hasn't changed. I've changed. I've matured. Okay. I used to, I'm so mature that I say mature now instead of mature. That's how much I have matured. So I, th- I think we'd be gangbusters. Uh, Paul and Grant were on the show, and, of course, batting average came up. And there's Paul's side, which every number is nine different stats. And there's Matt in the, fa- Matt in the Falls again. There's Matt in the Falls. Strong week for him. Matt in the Falls side, which I agree with. Hey, Bart. Uh, team batting average for life here. Uh, these new stats are just silly wins runs created plus like they're just nurtured math equations to make the good players look good and the bad players look bad it's like you see this stuff with stocks all the time where people like pick and choose metrics to make things look good it's like yeah the good players have good numbers but wins run like this is like theoretical nonsense to say that a single baseball player can create eight wins 
wins for his team. Like, what are we even talking about? That's absurd. There are so many other factors in all of this. Like, batting average is just straight up. Out of a thousand times, how many times are you getting a hit? It's not like taking into account the weather or, you know, who's playing left field or whatever. It's just how many times you get in a hit. So to say you're creating a win when you're one of nine players is like saying we should record wins as a quarterback stat. It just doesn't make sense. So just keep the old stats. They were fine. This is just nerds getting bored and looking for ways to sell subscriptions to dumb shit. Very funny. I, I, I LOL'd. You don't just say I laughed. You say I LOL'd in real life now. That's how you say laugh. I did LOL in real life when I heard that voicemail from Matt. Horvat coming up. Ryan Horvat. I'll play him a voicemail that he, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Tyler, I think Tyler was a little harsh on the voicemail from earlier in the week, but I'll play that voicemail. And then we will talk some Packers and a little bit of college. So that's all coming up with Ryan Horvat. A couple of other things. Um, the contest I have going is on my X or my Twitter. You see it in newspapers. It's always, he said on X, comma, the platform formerly known as Twitter. It's just weird that this whole thing turned to X and we just all go and live on our merry way. Like it never, But it's X now. It's just it's such a bad name. I'm on X. I mean, I get what Elon's doing. He's perversely obsessed with the letter and wants to fuck it. But it's... It's a weird name for a thing. So, sucks. But whatever, we're still using it. So, on X, I have a promotion on Splash Sports. We're doing a $20 survivor pool if you want to join. So, the bigger, what whoever outlasts everybody wins the pot. The more people in it, the bigger the pot. Okay? So, join and win a lot of money, possibly. So check that out uh, on my link. Or you can go to SplashSports.com backslash Winkler. Yeah, that's easier. SplashSports.com backslash Winkler. All right, Horvat next. And I guess that's all I have to say about that. Joining me now is Ryan Horvat. Hey, what? Hey, how's it going? How you been? I've been good. I was in a good mood this morning. Uh, told you I wanted to hop on the podcast because I have big news regarding the Green Bay Packers. Wanted to talk some college football. And then right before we're jumping on to record, you tell me that you're going to play a voicemail where some guy from my where my own home city is going to shit on me and he hates on me and he hates me or something like that. So now I'm uh, confident, curious, whatever Sparky likes to say about... What the heck's going on here? It was a voicemail that came in on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Oh, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. You could fit a golf simulator in, in that house of yours. That Mine? Yeah. No, no, no. But it's the final year on my contract, and then I plan on buying a house. And so I'll wait and maybe do that next year. But, yeah, that's 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 the plan. Get me in touch. I'm definitely in. But not in the apartment, I don't know. I probably, no, I definitely could. Problem is my kid's always running around. Anyway, tell me more. I'm intrigued. So Tyler, I don't even think that he is reacting to something you said on here. It might have been on the, uh, 
on the infamous Curtin Long podcast or your tweets about whatever. So Let me wait just... Hold on. If he's from Chicago, is he a Bears fan? Because I've been doing nothing but hyping the Packers up. So I don't know where Tyler. No, I... he's 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 a Packer fan. Uh, okay, then play the. Play I the played voice. this the other day on the show, but you need to hear it. Oh Jesus! And I wouldn't like I wouldn't do it if I didn't think. I just. I feel like you need to. I feel like he is accusing you of being a th- a lot of things you're not. So here, here we go. Everything. I think I figured him out. He is every sports Illinois person that is looking for identity over the past twenty years, and Orbot had some sort of connection to Wisconsin. And I know a few of these people, and there's some awesome Packers fans in the Chicago area. But Horvath's changed. Something's changed. I don't care about T. Higgins. The idea that you draft T. Higgins over Jordan Love, the odds of that are so small. He was, what, like the third wide receiver of that draft, and somehow Horvath randomly knows and has to hate the Packers organization because of it is beyond me. So I figured it out. He is Gary Wolfel, the Packers now. He is it already has an inside track. He can destroy us from within. And guess who his favorite quarterback right now is? Justin Fields. I think he's a closet Bears fan. <laughs> I don't think this is going to stop till someone calls him out. And I am exactly the person to do it. Uh, Bart, longtime listener, uh, if you're my fair person out there, if you're ever at Will North within, your tab is on me. All right, nice. Free tab. I, um, think, that what we, I think what we should do is me and him should box for charity. I'll be home. Yeah, actually. one biggest fight. I'll be home in Chicago actually Saturday. We could set it up and I'll box them 10 rounds. You got that. When you get pissed, there's something that happens with your lip and your nose and it's happening. I'm not even pissed. I'm just saying you're ready to fight. Like who the fuck just like calls up and just starts. This is why I hate. Like, this is why I consider like, do I even want to do this bullshit anymore? (laughs) Because it's like, who the fuck is this guy accusing me of what? (laughs) Dude, go back, and I've been, you know this, like when Justin Fields was at Ohio State, I mean, we were doing a show, I was doing the college football show with Don and them, and I love Justin Fields, and then I was like, motherfucker. We even said this during the draft, we're like, not the Bears, not the Bears, because we want to like Justin Fields, and then the Bears drafted Justin Fields. So, like, this is the thing, I get older, and I still love the Packers, and I'm going to root against Justin Fields, like, I might bet on him. I, I honestly feel like better about the Bears than I do about the Lions. Like I feel like the Lions are being hyped up a little bit too. I don't much. know. I've been I've been very pro Justin Fields, but I am starting to think maybe he does stink. And, I mean, maybe he does, but I don't know. My biggest bet in the NFC but I, North. I, when, when people are like, "Oh, he's a running back. Oh, he's whatever," and I was like, "No, Justin Fields is good. I, I saw him be good. He was good at Ohio State. He threw the ball all the time." The Bears are. Yeah, fun. I mean. Well, the problem, though, at Ohio State, the one thing, though, is he was a one-read quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, he couldn't get to that second progression. And in that offense, you know what I mean? I mean, look look who he was throwing the ball to. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, that's okay, Tyler. You could hate me for no reason and shit all over me. That's okay, buddy, even though I don't know who you are. He could have just actually, like, you know, said all that to me. Uh, Gary Wolfel of the Packers, do you have a response to that? That's kind of what pissed me off a little bit. Like, if he was just, like, with the T. Higgins stuff, I'm, I'm fine with that. I was really, as you know, though, I really like T. Higgins at Clemson. The problem is I watch a lot of college football. 
Um, so like I fall in love with dudes that I think Green Bay should take, and then when they pan out and end up being future Hall of Famers. Oh, and he did say uh, a slight connection to Wisconsin. Horvath's grandpa called the Braves winning the World Series. On my, my grandpa was actually Gordy Gillespie. His his brother did that. His name was Earl Gillespie. That oh, was your uncle. uncle, your grandpa, your uncle. I don't even hate this this narrative that I hate Jordan Love because I didn't want Jordan Love when Aaron Rodgers was under contract for four more years and wasn't going anywhere. I was just I didn't see the reason to draft the backup quarterback. And I like wanted to see what Jordan Love could be in the league, even if he's going to be a project. Like I want to see what Anthony Richardson is. I'm curious. I didn't think it was fair that Jordan Love had to sit behind some hippie for four years, even if I love the guy. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? It probably was the best thing to happen to Jordan Love, though, to be honest with you. You don't get that in the NFL anymore. Guys aren't drafted into good situations like Green Bay. Guys are drafted into terrible situations. That's why everybody's like, oh, C.J. Stroud sucks. Does he or is he playing for the Texans and he went, he went against Bill Belichick in the Patriots defense in his first preseason game? Bryce Young had no offensive line at all, which is weird because that's supposed to be the Panthers' one of their strengths coming into the season. Anyway, uh, I'm not the Gary on right now is this is also on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream, Dan Shaney insurance, work home car, whatever you need insurance on. Dan will help you out. Um, Dan will be at the tailgate. I'm doing a brewer's tailgate, but all I can focus on is you have a very nice tan face and I'm like, I look like a strawberry. Yeah, I've been by the pool a lot. That's why. Because why is my face so red? Is it the lighting? Did you did you have a couple cocktails last night? I don't think that's relevant. Let's let's run back the NFC Championship game from a couple of years ago against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where let's remind everybody that Green Bay wins that game if David Bakhtiari doesn't get hurt, right? If he plays, and Aaron Rodgers, St. Brown dropped a two point conversion. Aaron Rodgers got sacked in that game five times. Aaron Rodgers balled out in that game, except for, obviously, when he shit the bed in the red zone because he was trying to force the ball to Devontae Adams. You know why he was trying to force the ball to Devontae Adams? Because he never fully got on the same page as MVS. Just never was a thing. I wish it would have happened because I always liked MVS, friend of show. Uh, remember, he was walking his dog while on the show. Uh, you had EQ St. Brown, who's below replacement level in the NFL. Uh, you had... I mean, who, you know, I mean, so my point is he doesn't force the ball to Devante and nobody could ever complain about that. If fucking T Higgins is on the other side and you know how I know this for a fact, because I watched T Higgins doing the fucking playoffs for the Bengals and playing a Super Bowl. So fuck off Tyler. No, I, that's the thing about Jordan love is I I long to be loved. We, 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 we did not like the pick. And I think that, had they drafted a T Higgins or a guy that would help, I mean, they were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl, and they took long term over short term, which is fine. But we were so close that we thought, like, get a guy. the The receivers after Devonte sucked, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so we thought, okay, another weapon would be good. And then I, I, I don't know when I, when, when love first got drafted, I said the way that this is a success is love has to win a super bowl, but so does Rogers Rogers needs to win another super bowl. Cause you essentially borrowed from some of the, like, could they have won a super bowl if they drafted, if they drafted something, if they never drafted Jordan love, like 
could they have won a Super Bowl? We'll never know. But I think when they drafted Love, they gave up that fourth round pick and they drafted A.J. Dillon around higher and they drafted uh, Josiah DeGuara four rounds higher before he was going to go. So I've always argued that by taking Love, you could have had a guy in the first and second. We forget that a fourth round pick got traded and then A.J. Dillon was never going to go in the second round. DeGuara was never going in the third. So you cost yourself almost twice. Now, that being said, I can still think that I didn't like the pick if they were going to win a Super Bowl, but then, you know, think that Jordan Love can be good. And I do think Jordan Love can be good. And I, I don't know that we have enough, like, you know, we're trying to dissect these passes from weird angles in, in scrimmage. And it's like, we just, we need to see him against the bears. And I think everybody thinks he's going to throw like two touchdowns or one interception and have like 210 yards and look like a total system QB. I just don't think people are ready for what if Jordan Love throws four TDs? What if Jordan Love is that good? I don't think that we've prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, I would actually kind of, I mean, okay, so back then I wanted T. Higgins, but I mean, I would probably walk back even. I'm, I'm always going to bring that up as far as like why Rodgers didn't win another Super Bowl, just because I thought that there were some moves that they could have made for him. But now, like long term, they made the right decision. And I kind of disagree now. I always said, yeah, Jordan Love has to, you know, he has to win two Super Bowls or he has to win a Super Bowl since Aaron Rodgers did that. But I've kind of changed my mind on that, right? Because, I mean, Rodgers only won one and people will always use that against him for his time in Green Bay. And same thing with Brett, which I know is, you know, Brett sucks now off the field, but I loved him growing up. But growing up, like, I love both of those quarterbacks and every season to me was fun. Not so much the shitty seasons where they missed the playoffs and both of those guys played hero ball. Like the last year of Rodgers, I was just kind of ready to move on. Like I said on this podcast, there was a couple years of Favre where I was ready to move on and I kind of wanted to see Rodgers. That's why it was easier for me to make that transition. But it's so hard for me to be like, you know, uh, you know, fucking Brett was a choke artist because, you know, he had some good defenses, but all the time in the playoffs, it wasn't always his fault. You know what I mean? Like they lost some really close games. They lost like, you know, fourth and 26 and shit. Like he couldn't have done anything more, you know, and they probably should have traded Aaron Rodgers for Randy Moss, you know, for him, but they made the right decision there. Green Bay usually makes the right decisions. And, you know, Rodgers probably could have won a couple more Super Bowls. If Brandon Bostick doesn't jump in front of Jordy Nelson and they go to that Super Bowl, they probably win, man. He has another week to heal up. Let's remember how hurt he was, right? You know, if a punt and a kick aren't blocked against San Francisco and we get the Rams the next week at Lambeau, we just beat them the year before in the playoffs. I don't think anything changes. I don't think Matthew Stafford changes that as much as I like Matthew Stafford. Rodgers, that could have been two right there. Um, you know what I mean? Like, let's say they had a better defense when Ladarius Gunter is covering Julio Jones in an NFC championship game. That team had no business being there. So it's hard to say, oh, Rodgers only won one ring. It's it's just like, oh, the Packers won one ring. So let's say Jordan Love goes to eight Pro Bowls and he's really good, but they have the same issues that like last year. We're like top 10 defense. And then it's like, oh no, 28th against the run again. Oh, they can't cover a simple crossing route. Every tight end kills them. Kyle Rudolph kills them. And uh I can't really fault Jordan Love for that. So I don't know. I feel pretty good about Jordan Love. I feel like I don't, you know, I, I don't want to, he, he's got to show something. This year, he can't be like a project this year. Everybody's like, you know, um, we got to see what we have, but also we got to remember it's his first year. It's his first year, but he's not a rookie. He was a first round pick that you moved up to draft. But when I think about it, it was probably. He's got to be, be good. 
because I would rather have Jordan Love, and I feel better about Jordan Love than anybody like other than Bryce Young as far as this year because it ended a disaster with Rodgers. And if you weren't going to make Devontae happy and Rodgers was going to want out, I would rather have Jordan Love than this like obsession that people have with Sean Clifford, who sure he could be a serviceable backup, but I never I want him. That that shit's fake. That there's no one, nobody's no. really. I know, but like you know what I mean. I would I would rather have Jordan Love than Will Levis. I would rather have Jordan Love than Anthony Richardson. Yes, I would. I would rather probably have Jordan Love than C.J. Stroud. Um, so you know, it's probably the right decision. Wish they would have went T Higgins because I wanted more Super Bowls for Rodgers. He's my favorite quarterback of all time. Justin Fields is not my favorite quarterback. Everybody in the world knows that Aaron Rodgers is still my favorite quarterback. And it's fine. I could root for the Jets and I could root for the Packers because one's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. And as soon as Rodgers retires, I'll never think about the Jets ever again. But I want him. If the Packers aren't going to win a Super Bowl this year, I want Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Adrian Amos, and, you know, fucking uh, Billy Turner, Tim Boyle, you know, Tim Boyle to win a to win a Super Bowl if the Packers can. And also, you know, everybody keeps focusing one last thing on how it's like, oh, no, fuck the Jets. We want the Jets to suck because we want the better draft pick. Trust me, it's not going to matter. Gutekinds is going to draft like some dude from Iowa that doesn't even start until week four with slick back hair and huge muscles or a running back with huge legs. So it doesn't matter. You know, you're going to get the same dude anyway. And you also, what you want is the Jets to be good and to find a way to protect Aaron Rodgers with that shitty offensive line. Cause don't they need him to play like 65% of the snaps? And on yeah, hard I don't even care about that. Exactly. Like, I just want Jordan Love to be good. Here's, here's, here's why I bet the Packers over seven and a half wins. And this is my favorite bet. The Bears defense, I still think is shit. I mean, they spent a bunch of money on linebackers in the year 2023. If Gutekinds' draft picks live up to the hype, all eight or whatever the fuck on de- on defense. This team that should be a top ten defense, like we said last year. Well, you I was know, talking to Eric Eager, who yeah, uh, he was he said something. He's like, every time we do this with a defense where they're really young and look good on paper, it's usually the next year when they actually are good. And so, because I thought I thought last year I said there's going to be a handful of times where you call whoever like you associate with being a Packer fan. Like I'd call my dad and see like, I just can't believe how good this defense is. I thought like, I thought this defense was going to be legendary. And he's saying, well, when that happens, it usually like takes a year. And I know they got to figure out what to do with safety and whatever, but the defense on paper, like does look really good. I, I don't, I don't understand how the defense could suck. If the defense sucks, Joe Barry's, the biggest idiot of all time. Well, here, here's the thing. I don't think the defense will suck. That's why I think, you know, maybe they do end up winning the NFC. You North. can't take these guys and make a capable defense out of them. You might as well not have a defensive coordinator. Well, and that was the problem is like last year, just, I mean, for example, the defensive backs were playing 10 yards off the ball. And then in the exit interviews, you know, Joe Barry, they played better towards the end of the season, but also, I didn't want to take away too much because they played some shitty quarterbacks, but they did like the last five, six weeks of the season, the defense gave them a shot to make the playoffs. The offense just didn't do their job, but in the exit interviews, you know, he, Joe Barry talked to everybody and he was like, you know, what could I do differently? And this year they want to be more physical. And we saw that in the preseason, like they're going to get up at the line of scrimmage. They're going to play more press man coverage. And uh, that's what we all want. Right. And also like they weren't healthy last year. 
Devondre Campbell regressed. He also missed four games and then just wasn't the same player. Rashawn Gary is obviously a huge loss when you lose him. He's your best pass rusher. Preston Smith regressed. He should have a better year this year. Kenny Clark had his worst season as a pro. Now you're going to move him, uh, you know, out of position. He should have a bounce back season. Dean Lowry's finally gone. Like Dean Lowry was solid those first three years as a run defender, but like then Dean Lowry's just been below replacement shit for the last couple of years. Let's all be honest here. I feel a little bit better about Quay as long as he doesn't punch an assistant coach or a trainer on the field. And uh, we'll see what we get from Wyatt, you know, if he could stay healthy this season. I think his issue was just like the same issue that a lot of those SEC guys got when they moved to the Midwest. They're just not used to that cold weather. That's a bitch for a dude that's lived in the South for his entire life. I still think he's going to be a good player. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I love Jaden Reed. And he's everything that I've wanted because, you know, we talked about this every time we did a show together when they would do the pre-snap motion stuff and they would have their gadget guy. It's like, yeah, this is cute. But does Tyler Irvin really threaten a defense? Jaden Reed, yeah. I think. I loved him at Michigan State. I like Torre. Um, you know what? I'm, I really can't wait to see. And I, I want to see the Rasul Douglas safety project because I think they need to find a way to get Valentine on the field. And I know it's only the preseason. I want a bigger sample size. But I was listening to uh, – there's a good podcast that I listen to every once in a while, Bet the Board, and they have this doctor on. And he was talking about the Packers team injuries – and he brought up Eric Stokes, and he said that he wouldn't be shocked if Stokes wasn't available fully till week four, and that he probably wouldn't be himself until like week 10, week 12. It's just a tough injury for a defensive back to come back from. So if he's not going to be himself, I want to see more of Valentine. Him, Jair, you know, I mean, I, I just, I don't know what Savage is. I know he's looked, I guess, a little bit better at camp. I'm not there. I could just read the tweets. But I'm almost done with him. It's been two really shitty years after a decent rookie year. And then, you know, we'll see what we get from the other dudes, you know, Ford and them. He was Ford was pretty good. He was probably their fourth best defensive player, actually, last year, if you look at the grades. So I feel good about this team as long as Jordan Love's not a complete disaster, and he shouldn't be. Um, I do think there will be some mistakes, but I'm cool with that. He could throw some picks. I would rather Jordan Love have some farve in him than – I mean, I want him to be smart with the football – but, you know, every once in a while, some of those years with Rodgers where he wasn't really Rodgers, he would just hang on to the damn ball for too long. And he better not do that this year with the Jets or he may die by week three with that shitty-ass offensive line, unless they trade for Bakhtiari, of course. So what do you think about realignment? Hate it. What about well, you? Let me tell you, 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 UCLA's schedule this year. Yeah. This is UCLA's schedule this year. Coastal Carolina, non-conference. They won't play them again. At San Diego State, they're not going to play them again. Uh, NC Central, I don't even know what that is. At Utah, Utah's going to be in the Big 12 next year. Um, at Washington, they're going to the Big 10. At Oregon State, they're going to be in the – they don't have a conference. At Stanford, they are fucked. Uh, Colorado, Big 12. Arizona, Big 12. Arizona State, Big 12. USC, Big 10. And Cal, uh, they're fucked. So there's two teams on this schedule. Shit, I only thought it was one. With what? Well, no, they play Washington State. Yeah, they don't play yeah. Washington. Yeah, one team on this whole schedule. I said Washington, Washington State, I meant. One team on this whole schedule that they might even possibly, they'll play USC next year. So one game on the schedule that they're going to play next year. That's so bonkers. Because I just named everybody in like, the what all these i hate it i hate it because 
I think the biggest reason I hate it, you know, Oregon and Rutgers having to play and sending their volleyball teams. Like, what are we doing? This is, this is fucked. I don't think that you can separate football either because they're like the money makers. The problem is it's never going to end. Like we're not going to get to a final, this is it. You know, there's been Nebraska goes here and, uh, the yeah. big East dev- dev- dissolves and uh, now yeah. all of a sudden Colorado wanted to jump and USC. And then it's just going to be like next year. I think Florida state's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Clemson's going to leave. And then you're going to have these conferences be like, the SEC is going to be like, why do we have Vanderbilt? And the big 10 is going to be like, we don't really need Rutgers anymore. And then yeah. they're going to cut. It's just, it's not going to end, which is the problem with me. You can never get, like, yeah, if you don't have rivalries, okay, whatever. But you create rivalries by playing the same team over time. And if you're hop skipping and jumping conferences all the time, you're yeah. never gonna get like what are I don't I'm still not accustomed to Texas AM being an SEC team, and now they're getting Texas AM next year is gonna play Texas in the SEC. That makes no sense. Yeah, and exactly. And I don't like it. And I called this like years ago though. Ultimately, you know, with NIL money coming in and it's going to turn into, we've always complained that there's no minor leagues for the national football league. Like we're kind of going to see it this year with Brock Bowers who plays for Georgia. Like he has no business having to go back and play college football because he would have been a first round pick. We saw this with Clowney a couple of years ago and Leonard Fournette. And now at least these guys get to make money. They get NIL money. They obviously also take out like insurance um, on themselves because if they do get hurt, Think of all the money, you know, that's life-changing money for generations that they're losing out on having to go back to college. So ultimately this becomes the minor leagues. And I think it becomes like the AFC and the NFC and it's the SEC and it's the big 10. Those are going to be the two power conferences. The expanded playoffs are ready here. Everything comes down to money. I've always hated change though. Like growing up as a Notre Dame fan, my favorite rivalry was Michigan and half my friends were Michigan fans or went to Michigan and you know, half of us were Notre Dame fans. And so that week was always awesome. And now that rivalry is dead. Um, so I hate it. Also, you think about like the other sports. Yeah, I mean, in football, we'll get over it in a couple of years when we get awesome matchups. Like when Luke Fickle has Wisconsin as the fourth ranked team in the nation and USC's number two and they're playing on a Saturday night in primetime. We'll be like, you know what? This is this is freaking cool. But uh, think about it in like volleyball. Like you said, man, like they should almost just like separate this from how they do this for football because think of those like January trips for women's volleyball, men's b- basketball, anything though, you know, like what is Rutgers going to go and play against well, USC? You're gonna tell, like you're going to tell Oregon. Okay. You'll uh, basketball. We'll schedule. So you're at Rutgers at Maryland at Penn state and it's one trip and you go, well, okay. But also I'm like in college to be a nurse. Right. And I'm going to miss a week and a half of school. It's, I'm just playing volleyball to like be a student athlete and have a career track to be uh, an enterprise rental car management trainee. Like, I hate it, man. And it all comes down to money again. And college football to me, and I know everybody doesn't agree with this, you know, I, I mean, in the South, they love college football. Like, if you're in Madison, people love the Badgers. But I figured out when I wanted to talk Badgers, like, you know, most people in Milwaukee don't really give a shit. They just started to care about the Bucks when they started to win uh, basketball. Games. Milwaukee likes the Badgers when they're 
good. They got to be undefeated, and they have to have they, they at least got to be like five and all. But yeah, so yeah, exactly. And so, in my opinion, though, college football is the perfect thing. I don't know why you would ever mess with it. The rivalries were perfect. Everything was great. But like everything else, money took over, and TV deals took over, and greed took over. And, like, look at these fucking guys that are running these conferences, dude, too. Like it, it's going to come out that half of these guys are shitbags. You know it. I mean, I don't want to be too negative here, but I just feel like all these guys, like these rich owners, like anybody with power ends up being a terrible person. There's a reason why they got that money, you know? It's like Dan Snyder here. He's finally gone, and the people can't stop celebrating. What an awful human being. And he was just able to own an NFL franchise for just years and run it into the ground. But that's like how I see a lot of these old greedy bastards in college football too. But, you know, like when I really, when I got to cover the sport for a couple of years when I was living in Iowa and I'd have to go to like big 10 media day and stuff. And you start like seeing some of these people, even like the boosters that are pumping money into these programs. That's what ruins college football. I'm glad the kids are getting paid. I think they deserve it. You know, um, some of the endorsements are a little bit ridiculous. Like, I don't know why Arch Manning would need $8 million when his family's fucking loaded already, but whatever. Like, everybody, what's Buddy's last name in Friday Night Lights? Buddy Garrity? There's a lot of Buddy Garrities in the world. Yeah. The world's run by Buddy Garrity. Yeah. But they, like, there was one tweet going around Thursday about this uh, high school stadium in Texas. It's a... 10,000 seat stadium. It's beautiful. The town is 20,000 people in it. It's, it's got 10,000 seat football stadium. Well, yeah. Dude, did you watch that? I mean, did you watch the Johnny Manziel uh, Netflix thing? Like, that's no, not yet. I've always been obsessed with Texas football. I, I read like Friday Night Lights and um, because I'm a loser and I love college football. Again, this is why I fall in love with guys like T Higgins and stuff, because I follow like the, the pipeline and the recruiting I used to. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I still do, but I don't do like the message boards and stuff anymore, but yeah, I like to know who's going to be good in the decade helps you, especially if you bet games for a living. So what are some college bets I should do? I, I think right. I booked Mark somewhere. You did it over under like in May. So- and I bookmarked it because I was going to go to Pato and play them all. Well, like, so I'm actually going to be doing, um, and you could listen to the show in Milwaukee. Even you, Tyler. Uh, actually, you live in Chicago. Boo, scat. What, what do we call people that live in Chicago, Bart? Fibs. Yeah, Tyler, the fib. Uh, not me, though. I don't live in Chicago. I'm here in beautiful Maryland. Wait, so Toby. you're going to have a weekend show that's going to air at 1250. Oh, yeah, yeah. so help me with that. I do weekends, and it doesn't air on 1250. Because 1250 airs BetQL on the weekends. So, so see, I didn't didn't know this because I don't work the weekends usually, but I chose – I wanted to do a college football show, and they signed off on it. It begins next Saturday, week zero, 9 to 10 my time, which is – what time are you guys, Bart? 8 to 9? Yeah. 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., all right? It's uh, the BetQL kickoff, college football. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be hosting, uh, and I'm going to be giving, you know, my favorite plays. Just trying to help people, you know, bet smarter. Anyway, on all that, though, uh, but because it doesn't start until week, week zero, zero. I need a little more from week zero. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, well, I like Navy. 
Uh, it's 22 and a half point dogs. No, like, okay, Navy at Notre Dame overseas. That's cool. But then in prime yeah. time, it's uh, either UMass at New Mexico State or Ohio at San Diego State. USC hosts San Jose State, but that's on Pac-12 Network. No one gets that. Yeah, nobody gets that. And that's going to be just an ass beating anyway. I mean, what, you'll those get... four, what should those four teams do? I don't. What? The Pac-12 teams that are left. Dude, I mean, that's the thing. Like, who the f- – and Stanford is so awful right now as well, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I have no idea what happens with those teams. I mean, I, the ACC, I guess, right? That's probably their best bet. I don't, I don't know. want them. There well, was like, one who- guy who tweeted, um, Pac-12 should grab the best football schools from the American and Mountain West Conference. So the conference would be Stanford, Cal, Washington State, Oregon State, Memphis, SMU, South Florida, Tulane, Boise State, UNLV, Colorado State, San Diego State. That's not a Power Five conference. Yeah, no. And then, you're, I, then, I, then you got see. It's like no one in Florida should be playing anyone on the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who gives? Yeah, fuck those teams. To be honest, I got your game of the day. And your bet of the day, actually, for week zero. I'll give it to you right now, actually. I love UTEP this season. And they are now one-point favorites on the road against Jacksonville State. This game kicks off 5.30 p.m. my time, right? And uh, I got UTEP this season, actually, over five wins. So we could actually just uh, start there because you asked for one of my uh, favorite favorite college football bets let me make sure it's still five it is oh nope now it's five and a half it's minus 135 so utep over five and a half wins i like this one i like them week one minus one they're 10 to one right now to win conference usa i bet that as well western kentucky's the favorite they're plus 125 which makes sense they bring back their quarterback who's awesome austin reed and most of their playmakers on offense but they only have four starters back on defense UTEP this season, their win total, again, only five and a half, 15 returning starters. They get Western Kentucky at home in the biggest game of the season. They also play Liberty, who's the second best team that they'll see. They won five games last season. They were five and seven. I think their floor this year is seven wins, so I can't believe the win total is only five and a half. The road schedule is awesome. They only have one conference opponent that had a winning record last season. They bring back their quarterback, Gavin Hardison. He's got a really big arm. Uh, they're running back. Deion Hankins is back. Their top receiver, Tyron Smith. He actually went and was at uh, Texas A&M for like two weeks. He's, he could be a pro. And then he went back to UTEP for whatever reason. They have the best offensive line in the conference. Four starters are back. Seven starters back on defense. I love their coach. And uh, I like them a lot this season. So over five and a half wins. And I like them minus one week one. I'll just give you all of them if, if you want. I bet... Uh, South Carolina under six and a half. Look at that schedule. Spencer Rattler looked pretty good to close out the season. He should be fine. I don't know that he's going to end up being a first round pick like we projected, but that defense, you know, there's only a couple starters back. That's a terrible schedule. I don't think they get the seven wins. Uh, so I went under six and a half on Just South. Rip, rip them all off. All right. Arizona state under five, Arizona under five and a half. Wow. Wisconsin. Over eight and a half, really big, really big. Miami, over seven and a half. Maryland, over six and a half. 
Here's my favorite in the ACC. Pitt, over six and a half. I'd play that over seven. Texas State, over four and a half. Texas State. Yeah, tech, just don't ask no questions on that one. What is Texas State? Four and a half wins. They're going to win at least five games. We'll get to that in a second here. Kansas, I bet under six and a half. But now it went down to five and a half. So I would stay away from that. But six and a half is Texas State. We'll get to them in a second. You said rattle them all off. Buffalo, under seven. Memphis, over seven and a half. San Jose State, over five and a half. Here's a big one. Florida Atlantic, over seven wins. Tom Herman's the coach there now. I think they win the conference. I think they win 10 games. Florida State, over nine and a half. Clemson, over nine and a half. And Clemson to win the ACC and national title. Texas, over nine and a half. Wow. Texan, uh, Texas, plus 110. You got Dabbles back? He's just spent the last three years bitching about not being the champion. Yeah, uh, Lincoln Riley's brother is the play caller there now. Cade Klubnick's the quarterback. He's a five-star. I don't love the wide receiver room. Well, somebody will step up, but I like the running backs. Will Shipley's back. Really good defense. I think they uh, um What's the kid's name? Nick Sweeney still there or whatever? They always put him in when they're up 69 nothing. I have no idea. Oh, I don't know if he's still there. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Uh Oklahoma over nine and a half, Vanderbilt over three and a half, Nebraska under six and a half, South Carolina under. You got six. money on all of these? All those. Heisman, Marvin Harrison Jr., 35 to one. We haven't seen a wide receiver win the award since Devontae Smith. You go back, you look at his numbers that year. I think Marvin Harrison is going to put up bigger numbers, and I don't think Kyle fucking McCord is going to be the Heisman. So I bet him. I bet Jaden Daniels at 18 to one, but he's down to nine to one. I wouldn't bet anything like that. I'd wait until maybe like week three or week four, to see if he could get a better number. And yeah, that's what I got in college football. Love Wisconsin this year. I think that they could be like a sneaky college football playoff team, or they could really fuck me out of a lot of money, but I think their floor is 10 wins, right? Like you look at their schedule, dude. And um, your toughest game in the West division is against Iowa. And you get that game at Camp Randall. You get that game at home. I like Tanner Mordecai. I know that you look like dog shit in the spring game. He threw four picks, but we got to remember it's a completely new offense. Braylon Allen's back. They're still going to pound the football. Not your typical Wisconsin defensive line, but Luke Fickle really coaches up talent. I think that they, uh, they're going to be a really sneaky team. And I love Wisconsin this year. Also, uh, last night I bet, I want to throw this out there. I haven't told anybody about this. I bet Penn State 18 to one to win the national title. I think, like we Penn talk State? about Michigan. Yeah, Penn State's defense. I don't know if their defense is as good as Michigan's, but it's pretty freaking good. Um, they also got this really good transfer uh, chop from Maryland who had five and a half sacks for Maryland last year. So they get better on defense. Even though they lose like a defensive back like Joey Porter Jr., their secondary might be even better this year. And then offensively, I think they upgraded quarterback. Sorry, Sean Clifford fans. I think Drew Aller is a way better quarterback. Um and everybody talks about Michigan's running back room, and I get it because Blake Corum's the man, and Donovan Edwards completely torched Ohio State, had over 100 yards against TCU in that playoff loss. But Nick Singleton and Katron Allen, Penn State's running back room might be better than Michigan's. I think they, I think their running backs end up being better. Man, if this is a if this is a preview for your college show. It's information overload. Well, 
I mean, I'm going to have still tons of shit because I'm going to be betting like, F, you know, all, all types of weird stuff. So Penn State win the national title 18 to one. I just really like the price. I mean, because Ohio State six to one and Michigan seven to one. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like Penn State gets some of these games at home at Happy Valley. I could see them beating Michigan at home, dude. And I could see Ohio State beating Michigan. Because is Ryan Day really going to lose to Harbaugh three years in a row? If he does, Harbaugh's going to the NFL next year, guaranteed. Harbaugh's going to the NFL anyway to get out of his suspension. You know what? That's fucking bullshit. I'm not even the biggest Harbaugh guy, but he bought a couple kids a goddamn cheeseburger. But it was during COVID protocol. Yeah, but like, we all had to eat, Bart. We did. And who's going to turn down a free burger? Exactly. We need actually, I would argue that that was the time that we needed burgers more than ever. Like when Mike McCarthy needed football, more we than always ever. need burgers. Oh, can we talk Dallas Cowboys really quick? I bet them to win the Super Bowl. Good, they're good. They're gonna win that division. The Eagles, I don't know if they're gonna be like a complete disappointment, but I think they're like a 10 win team. I think that's gonna be the big shock in the end. He's NFL. gonna win Rodgers McCarthy week two. McCarthy is gonna get his revenge. Yeah. How the fuck? How is that offensive line going to block Micah Parsons or any of those dudes up front? You know what I'm saying? How am I rooting for Mike McCarthy over Aaron Rodgers? How did that happen? You're not watching hard. You don't like Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks. I think he's hilarious. I like Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks. Just fine. I don't like that. He is doing all these things with the jets that he didn't do with the Packers. Like take a pay cut. Oh, well, I think he would have and like his young receivers. I think he would have if they would have taken care of Devontae. How did that magician do what he did? That's fucked up. I need to know that. Especially the Super Bowl prediction one. Yeah, that was insane. That Super Bowl prediction was wrong, though, because the 49ers don't have a quarterback. But Dallas does. I think Dak balls out this year. I love the Brandon Cooks pickup. And I think Michael Gallup maybe bounces back. That first year after a torn ACL, which is kind of what worries me about Rashawn Gary a little bit, just – for pass rushers, there's usually a little bit of drop. And then, like, the second half of the season or that second year off that injury is usually when you bounce back. So if you have Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Cooks, now there's no fucking Zeke to take away the carries from Tony Pollard. I think Dak is so pissed off about his picks last year that he goes under 12 and a half picks. That's another thing I like. And I think the defense is even better. Parsons is awesome, and they brought in Stephon Gilmore, who – in 2019 was the defensive player of the year. I know he's another year older, but he was really solid, graded out pretty well last year. So I like Dallas this year a lot. And I don't care that McCarthy's calling the plays. I want him to be calling the plays because I want them to run the ball with Tony Pollard. Uh, we will do picks with Horvat throughout the season. Uh, we're going to aim to air those on Thursday so we can actually do the Thursday game. Yeah, that's the plan this year. Or I'll record them and then give the Thursday game and then save the rest for Friday. You could do that. You could like could just toss that. it on there, like the Thursday preview, and then here's the picks for Friday. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll record on Wednesdays. Yeah. The good thing about though giving out the picks like by Friday is we get them in before the final injury report. So we don't bet shitty numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Jordan Love, for whatever reason, ever catches COVID. I don't want to lay three points with the Packers with your boy, Sean Clifford. Hey, and could you guys, here, here's my biggest fear for this season. All right. Me and Sparky on Curtin Long did confident, curious, curious cons- concerned, 
And I said, I'm confident that the Packers are going to win eight games. I'm curious to see if Jordan Love could be as good as he's looked this summer. And I'm concerned about, I want to root for my fucking team this year and enjoy the season if Jordan Love is good. I don't really need like people like, oh, Horvat, you wanted to win a Super Bowl for your favorite player all time. You hated the pick. I never hated Jordan Love. I didn't want Jordan Love to be drafted that season by my team because I wanted help for the team that had just played in the NFC title game and got shit on by the 49ers. So hopefully everybody has mercy on me because I'm with you guys. I got my Jordan Love jersey. I got the white. I got the green. I got the fucking throwback. I got my my jerk. I cut off the sleeves of one. I've been wearing it to the gym, pumping 21s. Everybody's yeah. like, hey, you think Jordan Love's going to be good? And I say, fuck yeah, way better than Sam Howell, you losers. Fuck the commanders. But listen to Toby anytime he's on the fan. Kid's doing a great job. Went to a Nationals game with Toby, got hammered. His team beat my team because everybody beats up on the Cubs. I keep getting excited. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, and here's another thing Tyler could shit on, Tyler in Chicago. I am a Cub fan, though. Uh why don't you guys just die? Okay. Like the Cubs get the White Sox, who are a dumpster fire. You guys go to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers, who all of a sudden are the best team in baseball, right behind the Braves. Cubs can make up some ground on you guys. Well, I guess they did actually win last night. They hit the walk-off grand slam, but still two and a half games back. Wednesday. I'm worried if I was you guys, just because of uh your upcoming schedule. You get the Rangers, I believe, right? The Cubs get to feast on some dog shit teams. So you guys better take care of business against better teams. And uh, then we get that series against each other. I hate the new schedule, to be honest, in Major League Baseball. Brewers like, don't, don't play, they didn't play the Reds after the All-Star break once. We don't get the, the Cubs don't get the Cardinals. And this is the year I want the Cardinals because they're dog shit, and I hate all their fans. Yeah, you don't get to make up ground on the teams in front of you. Yeah, the only Cardinal fan I like is Matt Pauley because he came on my show on a Saturday one time. All the rest of them, but hey, I'll be rooting for you guys to be a wild card team. Is that cool? We just win the division. We deserve I it. I desperately have to go to the bathroom. All right, man. I'll see you. Peace. Live post game show Saturday night. I'll be there. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.